Hey everyone, this is Caitlin with Women in the Trailer Industry. And Lacey with Women in the Trailer Industry. I'm one. <laughs> with full send. And today we are having our finale podcast. So what does that look like, team? What was our successes for 2022? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it a lot has happened in one year's time. Yeah. It's so hard year. not to look at you. Been a year, been what? January fifth was the first one that we launched. First what? Podcast. Oh. So we were yeah. all so French. Yeah. So wet behind the ears. Yes, <laughs> it was rough at first. Well, I'd say we came a long way. I look back on our original podcast episodes, and you know, we were much less confident than much more unsure of what to say, and now we can definitely get in the flow and you know actually have a conversation and a podcast well i feel like this is just weird for me because i'm not used to seeing people yeah <laughs> and talking to yourself or talking to your audience phrase han solo so i will say too i mean where we started with just kind of this overnight brainchild we were like let's just try to sell let's just see what happened where we're kind of started like yeah it was just like uh it really was the middle of the night like so now we did the one we did that one in NATDA last year. Yeah. Uh, it was me, Ryan, and Kiefer. And then it was running the trailer to the couch. And then I think we just talked about it. And then all of a sudden, okay, let's do it. Yeah. I don't know where women in the trailer industry came from. I think we were just kind of brainstorming one day. And we were like, we should do this. Um, and it was probably inspired by, you know, some people we follow on LinkedIn and things like that. Seeing their podcast. Um, seeing kind of the growth they were having and, you know, really the the direction they were going and culture and branding and whatnot. So really definitely thought that women in the trailer industry specifically would take off as a, um, I guess, a platform for people to connect with the different struggles and successes and failures that they had um, as women in the trailer industry. So, or I mean, really it's kind of morphed into just women in leadership, women in general in the workspace. Absolutely. We should stop looking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of not, it's kind of hard when you do every podcast looking at each other. I know. That's what I was saying. Um, Juan, how did, I know you said the trailer to the couch, but what else inspired your full sin with Juan Hernandez? Um, Just industry updates of what's going on or just, you know, there's been a, there's a lot of channels that help you with sales or help you with operations, but I mean, it's like if you're reading for the textbook, I mean, yeah. it's not really the nitty gritty of the shit that's going on actually day to day operations with whether it's in sales operations or just stuff that's going on. So, and I think your podcast too really just like speaks to the name, like the name speaks to what it is. Like people just want the information with the industry. They don't want like all the fluff and everything. And you just like full send it every time. Like if it's good or if it's bad or whatever in between, like you just jump on there and give information and it gives people something to hear. Like, all right, where are we at without all having to go through like the hours of BS to get to, yeah. you know, what's really happening. And I say you have a success. I mean, one of your videos just crossed 7,000 views, huh? Yeah. It's awesome. awesome. I don't know which one, but <laughs> we're supposed to listen to Kiefer when he said that. No. Yeah, sorry. No, um, I mean, even with y'all's the women in trailer industry, I mean, you see a lot like 
I know Leopard has one. I forgot what, um, I think Diamond C started one with that's folks around the women that's in their industry or in their company. And I want to say there's another company. I can't remember who, but it's women in business. And then it was interesting because there was, there's a women in, in shipping. Yeah. That was, was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. That is cool how all those industries relate um, and connect in those ways um, through all the different podcasts and growth um, there. So what would y'all say y'all's personal successes would be from this year? Uh, what thoughts? So a lot of things have happened in this year for me. <laughs> I would say so. Um, it's been kind of a crazy year. Um, but the podcast started, which was, you know, something that we wanted to do, we felt strongly about and We've come a long way, I'd say, um, with that. Um, and then being promoted um, to be in a leadership position, taking over that role and responsibility, figuring out where I fit in there and, and how that's all going to work. Um, and then being pregnant and having a baby in the same year. So I've never been pregnant. Maybe They've experienced the whole, yeah, on like the podcast, the whole, the whole, yeah, no. the only, hey, y'all, if y'all want to see you from the, uh, from the delivery room, just hit, hit the like button a lot of times. My pencil's on a live stream, I promise. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, how about you, Wad? Um, I don't know. Um, successes would be just taking the reins in operations and what I feel would be where it's at now than where it was before. It's in a lot better place. Um, as far as inventory, uh, just the processes behind everything and just a lot of training and a lot of new people. So it's been very fun. And then also Axe Manufacturer. I mean, we did, we're going on a year now. Um, actually, we, we're about to hit a year on the 22nd of this month. So um, that's been a growing child too that a lot of info behind it that was really not shared from the get-go. That's like, well, shit, if I would have known that, I would have approached it a whole different way. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, for both of y'all, um, basically, I would consider success. Y'all both were put in positions that really weren't your area of expertise, or some of it was, but you're really stretched to like learn new roles, learn new responsibilities, and really try to grow that into something. So... I would say that's a success for both of y'all. Um, give us your success. Yes. I was going to say something more on wands, but I don't remember. Um, my successes, well, um, they were a lot. I would call them successes and growth at the same time, um, depending on what your definition of success is. But like Juan said, we started Axel Manufacturing, and that has grown into... Um, a business uh, project, a, um, you know, working business with um, employees and things like that. So I think that is successful in a way just to start that from the ground up and just to really see it blossom. You know, we started the podcast at the beginning. We were, you know, hesitant, um, kind of nervous, I would say. Yeah. And coming for people who don't usually like to speak in yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so now we've definitely been a lot more comfortable in that. And then I think that helped us in a lot of things, actually. You know, this year we implemented EOS. And, of course, it was the latter part of this year. But, you know, we had the conference and we were comfortable 
public speaking and things. And I'm like, I think back to a year ago and I'm like, I would have never been able to do that. I would have been shaking, you know? Um, so it's really interesting to see like as the years progress, like the growth that pro- progresses with it, um, just in confidence and leadership and all the things. So those would be my biggest successes of the year. I think a success for the podcast in general would be um, NATDA reaching out to us and just uh, wanting us to be a part of them, or, or not them, but their show yeah. and the trailer show in uh, 2022. So it's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Also, the reception that we felt when we were there, like from the industry, from NATDA for sure, but uh, just seeing how many people just, they're just following podcasts and they're interested in what we're doing, and it's just refreshing. So now to the part, what are some failures from this year? I said this was going to be the hardest one. I still, like, how do you put it into words? Like, he said. Was like, I mean, I would really consider it a failure. I mean, exactly. it's, it's a growing it's pain. A growing pain. I mean, it's you learn from your mistakes or you learn from the failures that you've done. I mean, if you can't learn from it, then at that point it is a failure. I mean, yeah. if you can't learn from your mistakes and adapt and grow from it, then at that point I'd say it is a failure. But I don't feel personally for me that we've I've had a failure. Um everything that in my eyes I've fallen short, I've grown from it and adjusted it and um moved on from it to where it's in a better place. So Yeah, for sure. I feel the same way. And I feel like just us like taking on new roles and and figuring out how to run those things. You're going to have roadblocks. Us growing as a company, you're going to have roadblocks. Um, there's th- stuff that you could take it as a failure, but really it's not because we don't ever say like, well, that sucks. It didn't happen. We figure out how to either make it happen or what to do better to not have it happen again. And I think that we as a company really, we don't dwell on anything as a failure. We make it better. So, Yeah, and just like I said with, the success portion, you know, I think more of a failure, it's growth than anything. Um, I had a few like that I've struggled with this year and it's, you know, stagnation. We didn't really grow as much as we we're used to this year. Um, and so I've struggled with that. But again, like Lacey said, you know, laying out the process, figuring out what we can do better, how we can do better. But also I think there's a bunch of variables that play into that, you know, economy, all the things going on there, um, different internal structures, like not being reliant on certain people to do the job for us and things like that. So I think we've come a long way just in different ways than we had before. So it looks differently. So in reality, it did grow and it was more successful, but we're just doing it a different way or maybe a different model than we used to because used to we, we didn't have all inventory and you've experienced this all year. And now we're self-sufficient pretty much out of here. We we own our, all of our own stock. We send it out. We're not drop shipping as much. So um, I would say that leads into a yeah. success right there um, to be able to have that bandwidth. And I mean, you said, you know, we, we, we really didn't grow, but I mean, we took some of our bigger players that we knew was a moneymaker, such as your 10Ks, 12Ks, 15Ks, yeah. that we sold on a regular basis prior to you know, COVID, um, and then the stuff that happened, we couldn't get shipments in. So, I mean, for us to hit the same numbers that we did the year before without those key players, I mean, 
that's still growth because yeah. you would have been there with those key players. I mean, there's no time what would it be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it'd be flexible for sure. But I think too, also, not just with like operationally in sales, with our leadership and structure of our company and like hierarchy and uh, giving leadership and providing resources to the people who directly report to us, that has also grown. Like if we used to really, we kind of like we're a family where we all just kind of like, uh, you just ask whoever you ask and somebody will have a, an answer. We've kind of given direction and made uh, direct reports, which helps your team to grow and and to focus on goals that you're actually trying to reach versus just, we're just here every day going to work and doing our job, you know, like we're going somewhere now. Cool. Well, what do you look forward to in 2023? What do you look forward to? Um... I look forward to just how the structure of the business that we put in place, how it, I guess, performs in 2023, how once we've done it consistently for so long, how the employees are receptive to it, how um, we start being in flow, how we start, I mean, the point of it is to gain traction. So gain traction and see really where that takes us as a unit in 2023 um, there trying to think of some other things in the pipe i think for me specifically would be um grown day revenue yes i need baby growth in my family <laughs> i thought my professionally growth of revenue growth and profit growth in um just consistency um so that when we do say that we've grown as a company it's it's all on the right um foundation that we're setting our right now what about you one no no to put uh, me on the spot like that. <laughs> I was tired about time to give me shit yourself, me. Um, we skimmed through that one with that. Growth would be for me to where inventory wise would be, you know, we're on a, we're on a budget now, but you know, a tighter budget for me would be, be great as far as that way I know what's coming in the pipeline. And then as far as manufacturing, I mean, I would love to see one of these bigger guys having our axles underneath their trailers and then just kind of giving the big brother a run for their money. I mean, we pretty much do that on a retail end, but I'd like to see that more on the uh, B2B side. Awesome. Yeah, and I mean, for our industry as a whole, it'll be interesting in 2023 to yeah. see how everything shakes out. Um, I think everybody will survive. Everyone will keep doing what they're doing. You know, there'll probably be with the economy depending on elections, all that stuff going on. I mean, there'll probably be some fluctuations in supply again, and then um, we'll see some different things on the pipe for this year, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting year, I think, for sure. Uh, we've we've kind of spent 2022 building a foundation that was rock solid, and now it's exciting to see how we are, like you said, how we're going to use that to be successful in 2023, grow that, so. So, question for y'all, Curveball. What would you say would be your most memorable moment in 2022? Well, I actually didn't lead into what one of my what I can feel yours was. Um, but this year's been pretty um, stable for me. Nothing too crazy has happened. Leaders 
have taken care of all the bells and whistles. And so the most extreme thing for me was actually this past month and, you know, hiring a new person, something really bizarre happening, <laughs> you know, and all the effects after that. And it just kind of leaves you in this like limbo filling place. Like what just, you know, what just happened, where your decisions sound on all the different decisions that had to be made um, and really just perplexed by the whole situation. So um, I don't remember what the question was, but that was my most interesting thing from this year, I think. Um, but I'm sure there's more, but that one just sticks out to me because it just happened. So uh, my most memorable as it relates to like the podcast is like just all the things that we say that we don't realize that we say just in talking and then the slip ups that you say that don't get cut out because our editing team does not like to cut those out. They like to highlight them in instead. So, you know, saying stuff that is probably inappropriate. I thought being a UR full sin, but like, I know I've said a lot of things and I'm like, what did I just say? Like, how did that come out? Yeah. And so, I mean, it's funny to look back on, but you just like, you just taking your head at yourself sometimes. Yeah, and I would definitely, you know, to go back and talk about the podcast. I mean, just being at NATDA and actually having a booth there was really interesting and very fun um, to see all the people who were interested in it and really just kind of getting that feedback of what people want to see and what they're interested in at the time. Um, and then, I mean, I think I watched my first full episode last night and it was about overcoming stress. And I was like, this is the best podcast yet. And the only one I listened to full. <laughs> so, you know, I shared it, but um, I really enjoyed that. Like, I watched it and I was in love with it. So I'm going to put it on repeat. What about you? What's your most memorable time in 2022? I would have to say Nashville. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you got roofied or what? Well, I mean, the whole, yeah, the whole week. I mean, <laughs> the roof, getting roofied, um, leaving Kid Rock's bar, getting helped by the homeless guy back to, to find their correct hotel. And then, Dexter. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the homeless lady licking the window while we're having dinner. I mean, that yeah. was kind of weird. Um but then when we were leaving, the lady that got her freaking finger cut off at yeah. the bull riding thing, and I'm like, what the hell? That's the way to, that's a memorable moment for your freaking bachelorette party. Yeah. Mechanical bull ride gone wrong. Yeah. And people still wanted to ride the bull. Yeah. I'm like, what's blood on it? Yeah. While people are eating. And yeah. it's just really random. Yeah. Do y'all ever go in somewhere or do something and just expect random shit to happen? Because that's kind of how I felt through this year, too. Like... No, like, high expectations, but, like, something's about to go down, and I'm just going to watch what it is because yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to be normal or not. So, I don't know. That's kind of how 2022 has been. That Nothing surprises like, me at that point. Every time, the two times I've been in Nashville, nothing's really surprised me. Every, there's something always happening. Um, but now, I mean, it was great. I think another memorable moment for me would be the dinner we had in Florida um, with Tyler and a show that was for the crew that we had with us i knew that that was like holy crap do we over life yeah do we order not <laughs> oh yeah i guess i know what you're talking about it was like awkward yeah. for the others who weren't like in the know yeah. of what was being discussed so everyone's like i don't know if we should order yet or 
we should just go ahead and go now. Like, all is good. It's all about networking and having those, you know, direct conversations yeah. and just. And they're not as easy conversations to have, but it's conversations that need to take place. And sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're unpleasant, but it, it they have to happen. I feel like we've had it's quite a few of those with different vendors and and partners that we've had and throughout this year. And I think that just comes from like the year that we've had, like everybody has a shortage of stuff and then everybody doesn't have a shortage of stuff. And, and so it's like, you know, everybody's trying to figure out what the new flow is for their company and how do you work with other companies, which we're all in the same industry, right? So we want to be successful. So figuring that and out. It just amazes me how this, the trailer industry, and so large, but so small, because you can't throw a rock with some at something without somebody knowing somebody. Yeah. Uh, a perfect example, I was trying to get pricing, <laughs> you know, doing a competitor from one of my vendors to get pricing. And as soon as I hung up the phone, five minutes later, uh, I think you got a phone call, but like, hey, Juan, did you call uh, a Redneck and see what was going on? And they're like, yeah, you're like, why? I'm glad that it would last longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like almost a small town, this yeah. industry is, so it's interesting for that fact as well. I, I think it's all business on a business level, and then it's personal on a personal level, you know, and if people can separate those two, great. They can't. I, I will say that a lot of, I'm calling gray haired. No offense to any of the gray hairs that I'm speaking to, but the they're all retiring. So yeah. a lot of like Tyler mentioned this at NATDA was, you know, he was doing business with a certain company or a certain individual because of their personal relationship. And now that they're retiring, I mean, there's no loyalty. There's no loyalty behind it because yeah. that, and a lot of companies still play that. You know, the loyalty card. They, you know. You want to build that loyalty with your vendors, but at that time, you know, you build it with that one person. So where's that loyalty fall once they retire? So a lot of changes, a lot of things. Be work flexible. You gotta be flexible to like what's happening right now. So, well, I think that wraps up, um, our year of 2022. And this is our finale podcast, um, before Lacey's on on maternity leave and then You'll see us next year in 2023. Yeah. And she'll have a baby. I'll have a baby. I won't have a b- basketball in my stomach. <laughs> um, but like and subscribe. Follow us. Um, we want to hear from you guys. So feedback is good. Um, anything you want to send our way, we are always open to that. And if you're at NATM, Catch is there. We'll have our booth there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, thanks everyone for joining and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Um, that was 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 that was